This is Braun Strowman, the monster among men, and you're listening <laughs> to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special, long overdue episode the bcp excited to have my guests at this time to complete the trifecta of some of these great announcers in our area with the, along with the likes of david adams uh, our good friend uh, ranger shane shane fair <laughs> <laughs> the long the long-awaited arrival you guys know him from tcw you know him from russell bro he's all over the place a staple here as an announcer a commentator in the northeast wrestling scene please welcome to the show our good friend mr ryan peterson ryan what's up bro Wow, that's one hell of an intro, man. And usually I'm the one introducing everybody, but that's awesome, man. But I'm doing well, man. I'm glad we finally, I'm finally doing a, sh- you know, a show with you because I've talked about you so much with. Actually, I think the first time I met you was at a WrestlePro show, I think a couple of months ago, and I was plugging the hell out of you with uh, Dion. Yeah. So, do you, so first of all, and here it's going to be a love fest already. I can tell here, but <laughs> for that man, I remember seeing you at WrestlePro. I knew who you were. You knew who I was, man. I think we had interacted probably online and social media, as many people do these days. And, and I'm oh, of course, and, and the wrestling community specifically, that's been just so great to me. But shook your hand, you know, or socially distanced, whatever. And yeah. <laughs> I spoke to you and I was talking to Dion, you know, we had had him on the show, but you know, this was like the first time I talked to him after that. And, and I'm talking to you and you just like, you're putting me over in front of Dion. And I'm like, this is my first impression of this guy is, uh, <laughs> so I do respect that. And also I wanted to thank you uh, on a personal level because, uh, you guys let me do the call with you a couple weeks ago at TCW furious intentions. We got a mm-hmm. call from him or the goddesses match. And, and that was just a fast paced match, obviously a title change in the first match that I got, got to be a part of. Uh, I could, and this isn't a knock man. Um, but I, I really am so happy that it was, it was you guys, you know, like David is just, you know, like just keeps the action going. You just have a great voice. It, I thought the three of us was a really good dynamic. You guys made me comfortable. Uh, I'm obviously going to be doing it at goddesses. So I'm doing my homework this week, man. But um, it was it was great to do it with you guys. I'm very appreciative of you guys going to bat for me. But I wanted oh, of to course. ask you. No, thank you. It meant a lot. It was good. I listened to the audio back. It was great. But I wanted to ask you, what was your first time like on commentary? Oh, God. So, actually, uh, American Spirit, back in July, my debut with TCW was my actual first time doing commentary. So not that long ago. No, nah, back in uh, July, yeah. Because normally I'm the guy that's usually in the ring doing the announcing. But I never really did commentary before, and I've been doing this for about eight years now. Not commentating, just regular announcing in general. But July, that's where I really got my foot in the door of doing what David Adams does and does double duty, which I give him a hell of a lot of credit because he's done a lot of, like, double duties, you know, because I've, I've seen him do it with House of Glory, uh... Sometimes ICW, whenever he was doing stuff, it, just a lot of promotions he was worked with, and also with Titan. It was great finally getting to work with him, finally, in July. We've known each other for, I think, about seven, eight years, but we never had the chance to work together on shows. And the fact that, you know, I actually, I think Dave and I have around the same uh, time frame of when we both started. Actually, I think he's like a year older and experienced. I think he's been doing it for nine years and I'm coming up on eight years. So it, it surprised it took us this long to finally work together. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Dude, that's awesome, though. And again, it was a real honor. You know, some of the hardest working men in the, in the business for sure, no doubt. Uh, you know, and then obviously talking about that Wrestle Pro show, we saw you doing the kind of the double duty thing. Ringing oh, God. Back um, and announcing with uh, our, our good friend KM, man. What was that like uh, working with KM? So the funny thing about that show was, give you a little behind the curtain on this one. I wasn't even I wasn't even aware that I was actually doing commentary for WrestlePro. I didn't know what the hell. Yeah, because uh, Dave Sergio usually does the announcing for uh, WrestlePro, and he always did what David Adams does with the double duty of commentating and announcing. Now me, the announcing, yeah, totally fine, no problem. Commentating for WrestlePro, ugh, kind of stuff. Thank God KM, you know, came in came in with the slide to save me on that. Because the next the next show, which was I believe the the thirteenth, where we had that massive triple threat with Brian Myers, Heath, and Pillman Jr., I actually was doing commentary with Tommy Grayson, and I think in my opinion, I think I did better on that one because Tommy, you know, was a great guy. You know, I think he's doing a, I think he's been in the business for about six years, and you know, he knew a lot of the moves and whatnot. I was just pulling off, especially some of the hardcore moves. I was pulling off my like inner Jr. or inner Joey Styles doing the oh my. But as you probably heard me, as you probably heard me on, I was pulling up my little like ECW style Joey Styles, like oh my god, not the by God, I'll tell you that. It's funny, man, because man, there's so many questions I, I want to ask you as something is literally just fell into my eye. But uh, so <laughs> I figured that out. But basically, man, like I. You know, I sat down and did commentary with you. It was a lot of fun. Again, it was an honor. It was great. And everyone brings something different to the table. You know, I'm excited to see what my role is going to be outside of very, very bad puns. And again, I apologize for all the, the puns on commentary. But we had fun with it. But you oh. you have oh, that- oh, you should have heard some of the puns that we had in some of the matches, too. Oh, my God. That is, bro. I love it. But you, you, we talked about this a little bit off off air you have you know the bass in your voice it's fantastic uh you have the excitement in your voice um you you know you mentioned like the likes of a jr uh joey styles um you know some of your shocking reactions i heard from you um kind of remind me a little bit of like a lawler when he when he got excited you know like a little yeah, bit. i i didn't think of that to be honest especially when uh if you remember well and i listened to it because i'm a crazy person uh I, ah. and uh I, I thought you brought all that stuff to the table, so I have to ask you, like, you know, guys like, oh, you know, you see my Twitter, but Morrow is one of my favorites. I know um, a lot of people, some people don't like Morrow. I think he, he's fantastic. Oh, uh, I love Morrow now. I, I, he's one of my favorites. And, Absolutely. And JR, who Shameless Plug has been on the BCP, just saying, uh, one of the all-time greats. But where do you pull from, my man? Um, I think basically, like you just said, you know, a combination of, like, like, obviously, like, I've been, I've been watching wrestling my entire life. Like, you know, watching, like, from the old school, like, Attitude Era, because that's really where I started, like, paying attention around, like, 97, 98. And back then it was, you know, the old school JR and Jim Ross. And then as the years progressed, you know, you had ECW. Um, definitely, I mean, you know, just, like, a little bit of, like, you know, a little bit of those three combinations. But like you said, you know, my uh, initial reactions, especially if you remember the, uh, the cage match. Age where he you you could probably hear me like down the freaking highway yelling oh my god you're, you're not gonna see the show all the time that props oh. to him on in November man move of the night I popped big man I, I can't wait to hear the commentary on that oh I can't wait either and I and I will and I will say this um on the 24th you'll have one hell of an uh, commentating team 
you know, helping you out because it's not only you, but it's also uh, if I'm saying the name wrong, then I it's a uh, yeah, Risa Pappas and Marlon Dinkins. That's a hell of a team right there. I'll tell you that. Sure, no, and I'm gonna reach out to them, Marlon. Uh, again, I gotta thank Marlon as well because he he gave me some words of advice. Smoothest handshake in the business, by the way. I think he moisturizes, but uh, Marlon. <laughs> Um, I'm so, so excited to work with him. Rissa, we've had on the show several times on BCP, familiar with her. Um, so I'm excited for a moment of Riss as well. So it's, it's going to be <laughs> ready to go for this show, bro. I love and, it, man. I, I'll ask you this, man. Like, I, you know, I obviously look to guys like Moore Ronaldo. Uh, I, I look to my friends to get input from. But I've been uh, over the week, like, I want to do my homework. I want to be prepared. You know, I want to know my role. I want to find how to bounce off of, of Rissa and Marlon, you know, and, and I don't want to step on any toes and I want to be respectful. I don't want to overstep us three. You guys, you just welcomed me in. It was a great dynamic, man. And it was just so good. So expectations are very high. I'll put a lot of pressure on myself, but again, I want to be very respectful. Uh, I've reached out to a lot of girls uh, of the girls this week for, for goddesses and, you know, just any little tidbits or anything that, you know, I should know. And they just, they've just been hitting me with all these great, like little anecdotes and answers and, and move names. And I'm so appreciative. It's just great, man. I'm so appreciative. Like no one was like, yeah, it's this, like everyone just gave me like this, like very in-depth thing. And they're like, you're going to do great, man. I'm, I'm just like so appreciative. So like, how do you prepare, man? Well, definitely not the way they, definitely not the way that you do it because I give you a hell of a lot of credit for, you know, reaching out and doing the notes and whatnot. But I guess, it, you know, it's just as they, as they say, going on the fly. Yeah, yeah, I'm prepared, but some some people that it works for, man. I wish I was more like that. I, I guess because I've been doing this for so long. Like I said, I've been doing this for about eight years now, and I've seen it all. I've seen all of it. I've been a part of all of it. So it's like it's like a like a weird like capsule in my head of like knowledge. And you know, it, like you like you said, we have a great you know trifecta. It's me, Shane, Ranger Shane, whatever you want to call him, and uh, David Adams. You know, I think three of the best, like three of the top announcers on the Northeast. I mean, on the Northeast. Well, actually, four if you count ca- if you count uh, Rich Palladino up in the New England area. That's a good one too. As long as we're always counting Ryan Peterson, that's what that's what yeah. I say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's how I count it too. And, and, and it was an honor, again, to call it with you guys. So I, I reached out to a lot of people and, and even speaking to you uh, backstage at Val's Pals, you know, and great show. Shout to Chad and Standalone and all the organizations uh, involved in Val's Pals. Abs- around Absolutely. First time behind the like literally behind the curtain and you, Shane and David, uh, we you know, we all took that picture together, man. And you guys yeah. made me feel like family. like I, I as a journalist, as a podcaster, I felt maybe I have no business being here. Like maybe. I don't want to overstep. Nah. I just like, no. And like, you know, you guys calmed our nerves and, uh, you know, we can't, that was our first time doing an entrance and, and going between the ropes. And, uh, I think it went well. I'm, I'm not, I don't hate it. Uh, for a first timer, I think it went very well. It was great. We had the, hey, you, show set. you did a trip getting in the ring. So you are good. That's a good sign right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate it. But I've been reaching out to all these people about advice as far as commentary because, you know, I'm, I'm more comfortable with the journalist stuff and the mm-hmm. interviews and Billy and Charlie and AG. Over as you guys always do. So it's good to be part of the team. But I've been reaching out for advice. Advice is, you know, it's not about you. It's about the talent in the ring. 
um, you know, do like like I'm doing right now, like do your homework, know your stuff, which I wasn't Absolutely. Done, right? I'm a crazy person uh, and over nah. there. Advice, I mean, from the great Ryan Peterson, what advice would you give to a first timer like me? Well, like, well, pretty much you're doing it all already. We're doing the, uh, you know, preparing ahead of time. It's better to be over, over prepared than under than really going under and really just burying yourself on your first try. So you're so you're taking the massive leap ahead by doing your homework, reaching out in that in that green book. There you go, you know, reaching out. Asking them, and the best thing is, they're giving you just—they're giving you more than what you were kind of expected. Which, you know, like you said, you were waiting for, um, you know, to say like, oh, it's just this, this, and this. But they're giving you like a whole like list of stuff, you know, like little tidbits, you know, finishing moves, or even like little like stuff to throw in. That's and that's and I've been actually was watching uh, Raw from last night. And kind of, you know, focusing on uh, Joe, Tom, and Byron. And that's kind of what they did the same thing, too. You know, talking about the moves and talking about, like, little, like, random stories on the side that somehow involves into the match. So what you're doing is a great first step into commentary. I'll tell you that. I, I very much appreciate it, man. And, and again, it, it was awesome to be up there with you. I'm so excited uh, for goddesses, man. And there's, like, little things, like, not necessarily that I'm worried about, but I want to be prepared for, like, do I talk during the entrances do i talk to after the finishes like uh and that, that you know i remember like during the the one match i was like looking at you i'm like you know like what do i do like or, uh, not what do i do but like am i done here like or next like um so i don't again i don't want to step over the entrances i don't want to step over the ring announcer man which you've been on both sides for oh um, so yeah depends on the promotion and and all how the way they do things so a lot of firsts for me on saturday man uh, are you going to be there saturday or are you working uh, no, unfortunately, I will not be there on Saturday because I will I will be with WrestlePro this weekend. Man, have have a ball. We shout to our friends at WrestlePro as well. Man, it's the uh, it's the uh, little cheap plug there. It's uh, the Dream 16 tournament this weekend, and it's one hell of a tournament. They got Brian Pillman Jr. coming in again. They got Gangrel coming in. Richard Holiday, Brett Hollister, I believe. Oh, Lance on Hawaii. TJ Crawford, the list goes on and on. I think Lady Frost is on there too. Uh, Anthony Bowens, Dion Ruzman. It's a two-nighter event, so so much talent in in one night. Nah, they got to do it two nights. Nice. Uh, is it in Union again? Where is it? Yep, you know? yep, it's in Union. Yep. I'll, I'll, maybe I can do the Sunday one for sure. But uh, shout out to all our friends at WrestlePro, all the performers, and and you know, best of luck out there. That's great. Um, so speaking of WrestlePro, my man, something like I've been wanting to ask you forever. And every time I <laughs> like, no, I'm saving it for the show, man. And I'm like, Arr. so this is actually really perfect, man. Uh, tell us about chilling in Alaska. Sorry. With WrestlePro. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it is. Now it's time for the show. Now it's time for the story. So uh, it was great. I loved every second of it. You know, the people up there were very, you know, they welcomed us. They welcomed us, you know, with open arms and whatnot. Well, I mean, granted, we had to go through the few protocols. In this, we found out um, within 72 hours when we leave, we had to get tested for COVID, sure. and because you know it's, stand, it's uh, standard Alaskan laws, so we did it and everything, and we had to do a whole travel verification online and whatnot. We landed in Anchorage, and it was like going through like a quicker version of customs. They pull you aside. Did you fill out the form? Yes. You know, it's a whole thing. And then we had to travel three, yeah, it was like three hours to Soldano, which is about uh, southwest 
no, yeah, southwest of Anchorage, because that's where the first show was on that Friday. Now, Kevin actually said, I mean, KM actually said, you know, he didn't know what to expect crowd-wise because of, you know, everything going on with coronavirus. That Friday night in Soldano, we had over 400 people in there. 400. And this was a mix of pro wrestling and a couple of, like, like kickboxing and boxing matches. So it was a little mix of everything, and they loved us up there. Yeah. And the funny thing about all that, too, was that I actually felt comfortable announcing the kickboxing and boxing because that's also what I announced for on the side as well. I've done... I've done, M- I've done, I do it all. I do wrestling, kickboxing, MMA, you name it. I've done it all. And I remember when, I remember like two hours before the show, a couple of the guys stayed in the back, like, you know, like, do you know how to announce kickboxing? I'm like, I've been doing this, I've been doing kickboxing announcing for five years. So it's nothing new for me. So, so we, so we do the show and then we had to go to Palmer, which by the way, you could check out the Palmer show and the Soldatna show on the WrestlePro Alaska page because Especially the Saturday one because we did it inside of a Harley Davidson shop, a motorcycle oh. shop, and it was it was originally supposed to be outside, but rain was in the forecast, so they decided to bring it inside. They were like, "How the hell are we gonna do this?" They moved, I think, from what I saw, they moved all the motorcycles and racks off of the show floor into the back garage area, and they set up the ring and chairs. We had about 350 people in there. Wow, man. So so overall, both shows were a massive success. And uh, the show on Saturday, uh, they had matches such as uh, Brian Myers versus Fala Ba, which I don't know if you watched the event at all. or. So I did watch it because you posted something earlier in the day. And I, I remember earlier, like, because we had Cam and Pat Buck on uh, months ago before that, and they were saying how it was going to be streamed. So I did remember. I didn't forget. But you had actually posted that day, like, hey, it's going to be this, this time. And I was like, uh, I'm like, it's probably going to be like East 11 Eastern time or whatever it was. So I started to watch. I fell asleep because I, I wanted I had a feeling that Dion was it was going to be his night hometown. That's our boy. Um, sure enough, you know, I mean, no spoilers, it's already happened, but you know, he, he got it, man. I wanted to stay up. I wanted to see that moment. Uh, but I, you know, I felt it was late. I fell asleep, man. I, I just watched it each morning though. I fast forwarded to it to see him, you know, but the, the, no, that's no good, man. And, uh, the entire show was great from my start to finish. And actually I think, uh, someone from PW Insider, uh, I forgot his, la- I forgot his first name, but his last name is Johnson. He actually reviewed. Yeah. I want to be Mike Johnson one day, man. Mike Johnson, thank you. Yeah, that's that's the name. Thank you. I think he actually uh, reviewed our event as like one of the top events to watch in 2020, which is huge. Yeah. From him, that's and, that's I want. And I remember uh, KM saying within the first 24 hours of the show on Facebook Live, the show had about 19,000 views in one day. 19,000, and we had a solid show from start to finish. We could. We had a. There's also a training academy up there in Alaska, which I don't know if you. I don't think anybody knew about. It's the only pro wrestling train. Now, now it's a little cheap plug time. It's the only pro wrestling training school in the state of Alaska, which is in Anchorage, and it's called the 907 Wrestling uh, Wrestling Academy, which is run by a guy named JT West. And they had a match on the show as well, and also that was their ring that we used in Palmer. Uh, the last time they were up, last time WrestleFair was up there in December, they had about six, uh, six or seven people signed up. On that day, nine months later, they have about 35 people signed up at the school 
35. Really? Yeah. Wow. And as KM jokingly says, that the 907 Training Academy is the unofficial training center of WrestlePro Alaska. I knew that was coming, yeah. That's yeah. awesome to hear. I'm so glad it was uh, such a huge success. Like, I always say, like, I'm happy to have any sort of wrestling these days because it's just been such a wild 2020, man. And Oh, uh, my God. Oh, and TCW, Standalone, Pro Wrestling After Dark, uh, Colin West, who was also nice enough to give me a lot of commentary advice, Synergy, all those good people. Oh, Thank absolutely. you guys for safe, socially distanced uh, events, and, and I'm so glad all this was a huge success, man. But, you're, you know, you're killing it right now, Ryan, man. I'm, I'm glad uh, Alaska was off. I did want to ask you, uh, you, you mentioned calling kickboxing wrestling. What's I mean, obviously there's a difference. I'm not, I'm not being, you know, dumb. But what it, what is the difference here between uh, calling a kickboxing match and, and a wrestling match. So, to uh, I'll, I'm gonna say to break kayfabe, I don't know who wins. Um, <laughs> I don't know who wins ahead of time. <laughs> I had to, I had to as a little joke. But no, honestly, uh, the mat, the bouts are uh, they're more intense. I know that because these two are trying because the two competitors are trying so hard to basically not kill each other. Or at least I try not, I try not to get killed by each other. And also, I do a MMA announcing as well, like UFC style fighting. And actually, I'm a mainstay at the uh, Mohegan Sun Arena up in Connecticut. Good for, for you, man. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing that. I've been working with a company called uh, Reality Fighting, uh, part of the North American Grappling Association, for the last uh, two and a half years now. And they do shows uh, like massive super shows uh, twice a year at the Mohegan Sun Arena, which is which is a 10,000 seat arena. Which is the which at the time was one of the biggest arenas I've ever announced in in my career, and also Mohegan Sun has a lot of has a lot of like near a lot of memories near and dear to my heart with uh, my mother and w- with my mother you know going up there all the time seeing concerts and whatnot. As I'm trying not to get emotional right now because like you said earlier, uh, 2020 has been a you know crazy year, and unfortunately it took a it took a little bit of a turn for the worse on me because. Uh, beginning of April, actually, in wrestling terms, the weekend of WrestleMania of night one, the day of night one, um, I unfortunately lost my mother. So, oh my God. bro, yeah. I know it. I'm so very sorry, man. I yeah. mean, I hate. I'm sorry, like, but no, dude, no, no. yeah, yeah. It was. Any time you need to talk on the phone, man. Yeah, absolutely, you can... man. It's it was def- it was definitely you know. Definitely, you know, rough. You know, it wasn't, you know, COVID-19 related. It was simple cardiac arrest. To really narrow it down, she's been in congestive heart failure for the last three years. And me being an only child, I took care of, I took care of her. So basically, and also I work a regular shoot job as well. So doing, you know, the shoot job and also announcing for some of the top promotions on the East Coast, I was also taking care of my mother constantly, nonstop, 24-7. So it was just, you know... A lot of emotions, and also with COVID-19, you really can't do, like, any proper services or whatnot. So it's it was rough, I'll tell you that. And I'm going to flat out say this. I told a few people this, but um, for a while, I actually was, like, considering, like, just hanging up the suit and just walking away cold turkey because I was such in a depressive state. You know, like, really, like, deep down, like, I didn't, and this isn't me just to get sympathy, I'll tell you that. This is legit, like, what, this is, like, legit what happened, that I actually was, like, thinking of just walking away and becoming, you know, a hermit mode until Billy called me, uh, end of June, asked me to become, asked me to be a part of Titan, and I keep saying this to him, you know, on repeat, because he literally was the fire 
the fire blowing up my you know what to get you know to get my you know I needed the I needed a good oomph and yeah. Billy and Billy was the guy that you know really gave me that oomph because not only did I start working with Titan but then as progress as progress you know working with Russell Pro more and then Titan again so it's like you know a nice little Billy gave me a nice little pick me up and I love everyone at Titan so I will say that Titan pretty much saved my closet from my suit. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Um, not not to not to compare or anything like that, but I love what you said. Uh, a big shout to Billy and, the, and the boys at TCW. Man, mm-hmm. to, uh, earlier this year, man, walked in on something and didn't expect to see it. Uh, you know, a place <laughs> that was my home and someone I I had considered family and then made vows to this and that and. You know, you get blindsided by things, man, and it's it's nuts, man. And, you know, take all the feelings out of it, take all that kind of crazy stuff. But just logistically, man, I had to find a new new place, man, and uh, go through all that stuff. But, you know, what? if I hadn't gone through all that, like wouldn't have the Bob cave, you know, wouldn't have the new crib uh, with the good brother shout uh, co-host of those uh, the goodest brother, Mr. Chris Nunez, man. It's been a roller coaster. But the whole point is like this whole wrestling community has been there for me. Like my boys, obviously the the BCP boys, you can see you back here on the poster. They've oh yeah, absolutely, the, yeah. The crew, like from from TCW and Synergy and Chad, uh, you know they they checked in on me. Some of the wrestlers checked in on me. Like it, it means the world, man. And uh, I'm so like it it gives me focus, man. It gives me like goals. Like even with this commentary, like Billy asked me like literally like the night before my divorce, like uh you know it was going to quit like he was just like, Hey, you want to do, I'm like, dude, thank you. Like for this man. Cause like, I'm so like, there's so much going through my mind right now. And he's like, yeah, your family. And, and that's what it's all about, man. So I'm glad that like, it's, it's, you, it's one bit, it's one big dysfunctional family. I'll tell you that. But you know, we're all, we're all, <laughs> we're all there for each other who thick and thin. And especially us like announcers and commentators, we always look out for, we always look out for each other, especially, you know, me, Dave, like you said, you know, me, Dave and Sh- me, Dave and Shane, uh, giving you advice before Bows Pals on you guys like first time out there. I just thought, like, you know, the brotherhood, you know, we always crack jokes at each other, but we do it out of love because we've known each other for so long. And also, a bit like you said, Billy, giving you the opportunity to, uh, you know, to commentate. If, there's always something for there's always something for everyone in the in the world of professional wrestling, whether it's commentary, announcing, refereeing, or Hell, just being the guy, just being the guy helping out in like Gorilla or helping out with Ring Crew. There's always something for everyone. As long as you do it right, then you're fine. Otherwise, get the hell out. But. And uh, and this is a great interview. Thank you for opening up, man. This is this is fantastic. Like again, so appreciative of you guys like being there before we walked through that curtain. Like I said, I I felt in a way maybe I had to earn it or I was gonna get ribbed or I mean, which, trust me, I was in, in very you know good fun kind of ways. But everyone was great. Um, you know, Casey Catown, like shout to her. She brought me like like little happy birthday glasses. It was my birthday. I saw that. I loved it. <laughs> Like it, it, like my heart, dude. Like I'm so thankful to all these people that are just so talented or going so far. And like, there's like no ego. Like I mean, there are. I mean, trust me, there are egos. But like, oh. exactly. I knew that was coming. But everyone I've I've talked to and worked with has just been a beyond amazing, and that includes you guys. So thank you for being there before I work. Uh, I walk through the curtain. And I will say this, like, because I do want to ask you about your first time ring announcing and walking through that curtain, man. Because to me, like, I, I, I try to, <laughs> I try to I, think about 
And I had you, like, to be fair, like, I had you three, like, three of the greats talking to us. And it wasn't just me. It was me and my boys. It was me, Vac, and Nunez. So, like, I had that comfort. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to get in my own head. Like, you know, we got our entrance music. What am I going to do when I get out there? Like, what's my entrance going to be? Like, what am I going to say? I mean, I had a general idea. But, uh, what's a, you know, what's a crowd going to be like? And, all you know, all these questions go through your head. Sure enough, we we walk out there. And, and it's like Nunez always says on the show. Like, it's like that red light goes on, man. And, and you're in. And that's what it felt like. Uh, and the nerves weren't really there. You know, I, I was definitely in my head, but the nerves weren't really there. It was just kind of interacting with the people, man. Hey, so what and, you know, and, you know, and you know what that's called? It's called one word, adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. But tell us about your first time going out. So, uh, ten, so 10 years ago, I was a freshman in college, and they had an internet radio station. I'm like, you know what? Let me try this. I've never did this before. And sure, I love doing it. And also, I, I, like I said, I love professional wrestling. And actually, 2010 was really where I started getting into uh, indie wrestling because a couple of friends of mine from the same high school I went to, I went to uh, wrestled at a place called NYWC out here in New York. So I went there and, you know, it introduced me to a few people, you know, enjoying the shows. And then I started going out to Shirley. New York for another company called ECPW. They're based out of Jersey, but at the time they were running shows every other month at the Shirley Bingo Hall out in Shirley. And what? And you know, became friends with some of the wrestlers out there. And I hate to say, it, I actually tried the wrestling training myself. I sucked. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, no, no, not for me. So there was a seminar that I did with uh, Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart, and I said to him, I said to him, you know, Mr. Hart. Um, I can't rest. I can't, obviously I'm not a wrestler, but I like to participate, you know, in, you know, the matches during the training seminar. Is there anything I can do? I said, why don't you try a ref in a match? I sucked. I'm going to flat out say that I sucked. But the building had a PA system. So he grabbed the mic and he get, he grabbed the mic and gave it to me. And I did, you know, yeah, it was like, he knew, like he was trying to find something for me that would be perfect for me to do. And he actually, he pulled me aside afterwards and he said, in all my years of in all my years of finding talent and whatnot, you're at, I think I found the perfect you know placement for someone, and know for a fact that they are willing to do this in their lives. That is your calling. And then two months later, I debuted for that company out in Shirley, and oh my god, <laughs> the outfit that I wore, the outfit that I wore. Oh my god, like you should see me wearing the suits and whatnot. That was not me. My suit, my suit was like a a long sleeve black shirt, which is the only thing that I'm wearing because that's you know actually comfortable, and also and also for other reasons as well. Um, but it was like really like loose like black dress pants, <laughs> a cheap like five dollar tie, and the shoes were not the simple brown shoe the black shoes that you see with the black socks. It was black sneakers with white socks. Um, yeah, okay, I'm done. Because I, I didn't know what to expect. And the best thing about this, and I tell people this all the time, and they're shocked when I say this, I hated public speaking. Me too, bro. I'm a drummer, dude. Like, I hate it. I'm, dude, I'm a drummer also. For real? Yeah. Oh. I know. So, so, you know how, so you know how it is. So, yeah, I hated public speaking. And, of course, my first – and, of course, you know, my first time – there, they drew over 300 people in the main event was the steel cage match. And I'm in the back, <laughs> I'm in the back walking back and forth like someone lost saying, okay, this is how I say it like that, this is how I say it like that, this is how I say it like that, this is how I say it like that. But like what uh, Chris said to you, 
once they say you're ready to go, in an instant, the nerves are gone, adrenaline kicks in, boom, and I go in and I do and I do what I, you know, I do what I do, and then as time progressed, I started working with, I started getting calls from companies. Uh, one of them I still love and dear, love near and dear to my heart, also in Jersey, uh, called Ace Pro Wrestling, American Championship Entertainment, which still to this day I'm with them. That was seven years later. Um, and then also started working out and then branching out the places in Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Jersey, Pennsylvania. The list goes on and on. So I think I made a pretty good decision in uh, eight years ago. Yeah, eight years ago, 2012, uh, August is eight years. And uh, I actually uh, I actually have something in common with his, with a, another announcer, Mr. David Adams. Ah, good friend, okay. Uh, much like him, I, too, had the opportunity to announce for Impact Wrestling last year. Really? So uh, did you hear the interview with him? Uh, I did. I did depth about it and, and you know uh, his experience with it so uh, let's ask your impact story. so so it's actually a two-part story so last year when wrestlemania was in the tri-state area i just like everybody else i was trying to get bookings you know on all the shows and whatnot saying i'm a local guy blah 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 you don't have to pay for you know well obviously a lot of, a lot of them said you know you know thanks for reaching out but we got it covered but you know and some of them a few of them ghosted me but that's fine so my first the first that Thursday, I already had an idea of mine because this is my first WrestleMania experience. Because I didn't, I wasn't around. I mean, I didn't go to it when it was uh, in 29, and obviously, I don't have thousands and thousands of dollars to go to like New Orleans or Florida or anything like that. And I'm thinking, you know what? It's in my backyard. Why the hell not? Let's go. Let's go for it. Let me do like the whole fan experience. So that Thursday, my goal was to do the Superstore, uh, check out a couple of shows in Queens, and head over to Broadway for Impact. And actually, the other shows were the uh, Fight Club, a Destiny show, and MLW. Um, um, so I did the Superstore, and I got a call from one of my friends who was working security for the Collective, and they asked me, "Hey, you want to come? You want to come help out, help us out with uh, Bloodsport?" I said, "Sure, why not? You know, get my foot in the door of WrestleMania week." And actually, that event had uh, Minoru Suzuki against Josh Barnett. Really? In the main event, which you can check online. Very awesome match. Meltzer, I think, gave that four and a half stars out of five. Wow. So, so during that show, I get a call from Pat Buck asking me, "Hey, by any chance, are you in the area? Uh, Impact needs an announcer tonight." I'm like, "Holy shit!" Obviously, on the outside, you know, I'm calm and collected, but the inside, I'm like a, I'm like a little schoolgirl in the candy store. I was like giddy, like, <laughs> but because I'm trying so, because I'm. The funny thing was, I was trying to reach out to Impact the day that they announced they were coming to Rawway. And surely enough, I got to announce for Impact, Definitely. and it's it's it was an awesome experience. I was only a half hour away from the from because I was in Jersey City and the show was in Rawway, so I had plenty of time to kill. I get there and it was it was actually pretty awesome because a lot of the people in the locker room, like Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard, Santana Ortiz, uh, Low Key, Dot, I mean, a lot of them I've already known from working on the indie scene, so I felt you know a little more comfortable you know working there. But meeting, you know, Scott Demore, Josh Matthews, Don Callis, uh, Daga, got to work actually got to work with the Lucha Brothers on their on I think it was like one of their final appearances with Impact. Nice. Uh, oh yeah, and also working with RVD and Sabu, I worked with them numerous times. It was great. Yep. 
And uh, the one one thing I hated about that show was that it was at 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, oh, why? But the show was the show was uh, sold out. They had about 1,200 people in there. But much like uh, David Adams, uh, I can I can second what definitely second what he said. They don't allow their announcers like in the ring at all for the shows. It's very interesting. But I mean, as I get further on into the into the, you know the story. Which I think would give like a better explanation as to why they don't do that. So, I'm sorry. I would love to know why. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I was I actually got the call to work the show it, the shows in Philly before David. Not to push him aside, but uh, I actually got the call the day before the tapings. I'm like, oh god, I can't do it because I've already booked other events. But I'm glad that David got the opportunity also because David is. Definitely deserves an opportunity like that, and I actually watched, looked back at it, and also the fact that he got to work the ECW arena. I'm like, oh, that's like, that's a bucket list item I have never got to do ever. Uh, hopefully, one of these days I still get to do it before, at least before I die. Um, I'll never say never. Exactly, but you know, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm glad that he, I'm glad that he got the opportunity. So Dave's, and I actually looked back at the shows, and he did an awesome job, and I love, you know, loved hearing him on Impact. I'm like. That's my buddy Dave. So, um, I got to. So they asked me to do the shows in June at Melrose in Queens. So I'm like, yeah, sure, no, yeah, sure, no problem. And they did two days worth. Of, they did two uh, days of tapings. And now this leads into why they don't allow announcers in the ring. The reason why is they have in the state of New York, the show has to end by the show has to end by 11 o'clock. That's the New York State rule. It's weird, I know, but unfortunately, you know, it's stupid. So they don't start the shows until like seven, like seven thirty, eight o'clock. They're in those two days. They're taping about four and a half, five, four and a half or five episodes of Impact. So the first day was about twelve matches and two promos, and the other one was about like you know three promos and I think it was like twelve or third. They were building up to the building up to Slammiversary in July. So, basically, when one match was done, they immediately went right into the other match, just like that. And I can kind of understand why they don't allow the announcers in the ring, because it's time-consuming. It's time-consuming to get the announcer to get in and get out. And also, like Dave said, you know, they only give you one earpiece. And, you know, there's someone screaming, like the producer telling you in your ear, okay, there's like 10, 9, 8. And you're in the gorilla position, which in the Melrose Ballroom, it was a hall, like a... A massive like stairwell hallway that echoes. So hearing people talk, you know, one year, it kind of like messed everything up. But um, and all and also, you know, there were a couple of times where I flubbed, you know, flubbed, you know, the main announcements. But they have, but they had some sort of like system, you know, like a, re- a recording system, where you know they said, okay, we want you to, you know, to say, you know, this name and that name again. They don't hear it in the crowd, but they can hear it in the truck and then dub it in. Right. And. One good thing about, you know, working that weekend was uh, working with Tommy Dreamer again, the innovator of violence. I worked with him numerous times. He actually pulled me aside and said, hey, uh, you available someday? I'm like, yeah, why? You're working House of Hardcore. I'm like, okay. So there's, a, there's an accolade right there the, from the man himself. Yeah. And actually on that show, was a, it was a joint show with Impact. It was on their Twitch channel. And appearing on that show was... Someone I've wanted to work with, or actually meet in person for the longest time, big wrestling fan of myself, 
The Great Muda. Wow, really? Oh, bucket, bucket list item, check, complete. So, and then, and then back in November, uh, for the, I actually got the call to do the last set of tapings at the, for the year at Melrose Ballroom, and, and, and by that time, I knew what to expect going in, you know, with their, okay, um, so I'm going to be in Gorilla, I'm going to be in Gorilla, headset, I mean, earpiece and ear, okay, this is how I'm saying this, this is how I'm saying that's it. Actually, funny enough, I think it's in here somewhere, I wish I could grab it, you know, grab it right now, I actually have, like, one of the scripts from the, uh, I actually, actually, you know, took, you know, the scripts as, you know, souvenirs and memorabilia for myself from the shows. So it was definitely a lot, definitely a lot of fun, you know, experience. Um, loved working with everyone at Impact. Oh, Brian Cage was another guy that was at, I worked with at Impact also, Ace Austin. Um, and even, uh, actually, the shows in uh, June, Sean Donovan was on the show as well. That's right. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was on the show. Take on. I'm trying to remember. I did. Uh, I think it was Rohit Raju of the of the Desi Hit Squad. Um, and but um yeah no just like working with Impact you know definitely was a definitely was a great experience you know hopefully hopefully if things open back up slowly maybe maybe they you know want me back who knows but otherwise at least I have it on record that I did work Impact Wrestling just like David Adams. Dude, I mean. No doubt in my mind, and then that'll segue us to my last question, man. And again, I appreciate you and open up in a few minutes of your time, my man. This is this is great. And again, I appreciate you guys giving me some advice. Um, you know, we talked. We talked about the resume. Uh, is is the goal to get to that grandest stage of them all, that WrestleMania? Is it to you know we're seeing a lot of our friends, man, a lot of our mutual friends popping up on Dark, popping up on NXT, man. It warms my heart. Dreams come true. What is the dream for Ryan Peterson? Just like everybody else, you know, getting at least an opportunity with a major with a major uh, a major company like like NXT, AEW, um, maybe even Impact. Who knows? Or even or even uh, MLW. Who even knows? There's there's so there's so much wrestling. Go- there's so many companies out there, major wise. Because if you remember, I think it was like two, not even two years ago, there was only like two companies. It was WWE and Impact. Yeah. But now, but now, but now you have another company, AEW, providing opportunity for mutual friends of ours like Anthony Bowens, uh, Vinny Pacifico, which I think was just on recently, Brian Pillman Jr., and the list goes on and on and on. It's all about, and you know, seeing you know mutual friends. You know, we know doing that, it gives the oomph for other up and coming talent saying, you know what, if they can work as hard as that, then we should work twice as hard to get to that level as well. It's all about it's all about setting yourself up for that goal, and that's definitely my goal. You know, in the in the uh, future, uh, seeing, I mean, you know, making it to either WWE, AEW, Impact, or <laughs> I'm taking a long shot here, but anything can happen. Maybe even take over Bruce Buffer at UFC. Who even knows? Wow, there it is. You heard it here first, people. That's probably the, probably the only time too. 
Well, like our good friend uh, CVV says, Chris Van Vliet, uh, vague goals yield vague results, man. So aim high, brother. I love it, man. And Ryan, thank you so much for opening up, man. Thank you again for being there for me, uh, for all the advice, man. Um, Absolutely, man. Man, I, I pull a lot from you guys. Uh, thanks for coming on the BCP, man, and stay safe and continued success moving forward, my brother. Absolutely. Love you, man. All right, man. Back at you, brother. And that's you got it. On the BCP, everyone stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We are out. Peace.